Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mr. Sharman English. We are getting towards the end of chapter 23 on how to acquire the trait of humility. And we said that it requires training, like in other words, habituating yourself in acting a certain way and thinking about certain things. And now we're up to the last part of the chapter, which the Ramchal really combines in, in to this chapter is what takes us away from another. So we've discussed a lot of different things that get us to another, but on the other hand, the things that take us away from this trait is an abundance of just pleasures of this world and satiation that you need, <laughs> um, divulging yourself and so on. And you want to eat till you're full and have the best type of meal possible, steaks and I don't know what not that you can imagine just to make sure and if you eat like that if you get accustomed to eating like that or you're accustomed to taking you know just an abundance of olam haza a lot of a lot of things from this world then as a result of that you'll become in your heart your heart will then feel a hori and it's for this reason that many pious people they abstain themselves occasionally from nice things they just you know what this is fine you know this is not the not that, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, I remember a story that was shared with me once. I'm almost certain it was with Rav Arnim Steinmetz and Rav Racha that he went, um, you know, he went, when he went to, out of Eretz Yisrael, he, whatever, he went to America. I think this, actually I think the story happened in Canada. I don't remember. I just, it doesn't take away the point of the story. They offered him coffee. He says, I don't drink coffee. I don't want coffee. They offered him tea. I said, I don't, you know, I don't drink this, you know, uh, Finally, the host wanted to give him something, you know, so I think he gave, I think at the end he had took a son to give me a black coffee. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, he said, oh, this is, uh, you know, um, this is too good or something like that. You know, the point is that he doesn't, he used to, he used to divulge in, uh, divulge in certain things. They also say that a similar story with the Baba Sali, that uh, also a tremendous individual, he didn't eat, he, he didn't eat either, fasted a lot. He took, he didn't want anything from this world. And one time he, uh, his wife cooked him a dish and he tasted it. He said, this is way too good. And he couldn't, and didn't want to finish it. You know, so first of all, it takes a tremendous uh, wife to, uh, to accept something like that after they prepare a meal. But also this type of people, they want to abstain because they don't want to get involved. You oversatiate yourself. Your heart becomes filled with this world. And also, it will be, you will have a sense of holiness. So sometimes it's smart just to suppress your, in, your inclination and don't, you know, indulge too much. Take it slow. And as a result of that, you will be strengthened through, uh, you know, you'll be mechazic yourself not to overindulge. And he gives an example that Chazal give a mashal and brachas, they quote, a lion does not roar on a basket of straw, but a lion will roar at a basket of meat. What does that mean? That when you put a big animal, a kill that the lion just did, you know, and chased after it, he's a respected king, uh, animal of the kingdom, he gives a good roar, I'm the lion and this is my meal. But if he gets served some sort of, um, if he gets served some sort of, you know, hay or something that's not befitting of a lion, he's not going to roar. He doesn't want anyone to see him eat it. You know, and I think the message is very powerful. Right? You see that oversatiation can really lead 
to a level of haughtiness. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's within the constraints of the Torah to, over, to, to satiate yourself, but to oversatiate yourself can lead into problems. And we're also talking about someone on a high level, so we have to understand that concept. Now, so that was one thing, oversatiation. Another thing is, and this Ramchal writes, is the forefront of all blockages to another is the ignorance and deficiency of, of the true, of true knowledge. And what is true knowledge? Torah. Not understanding and learning Torah. Because you will see that gaiva or haughtiness is more commonly found in specifically those people who are ignorant in Torah. They don't know much. You know, they just make their own things. As Chazal, the sages blessed, as Chazal said, one of the symptoms of a bal gaiva is poverty of Torah knowledge. And it said similarly, an indication that one knows nothing in Torah is he keeps self-praising himself. And they compare him to, <clears throat> they give an example to a coin in a pitcher. It makes a lot of noise. When you shake it, if the coin is just in one pitcher and you shake it, it makes a lot of noise. Why? Because it's so empty. There's nothing in there. It makes a lot of noise. I was, hello, I have a coin in here, but a coin that's full. You ever try shaking a full coin? You can't make any noise with that. Similarly, the Chazal give another mushal. The, the, the tree, they ask these barren fruit trees, why are you making so much noise in the wind? They make so much noise in the, in, in, when they, because uh, they sway back and forth because their trees are empty. So they sway back and forth with the wind and they make a lot of noise. So they ask, why the tree, why are you making so much noise? They said, because we don't have nice fruits. At least let us get recognized with the noise we're making. You see here that Maishra um, Benu, by the way, who was the, the biggest unav, they said he was the most humblest man in the world ever existed. And I think that the reason why is because he actually was not, oh, excuse me, he actually was not impoverished in Torah knowledge, right? He, he, Kodesh Baruch gave him the Torah, he, writ, he wrote, he wrote, the, uh, Kodesh Baruch wrote the Torah with, with Moshe Rabbeinu uh, by his side, and, or he dictated it to Moshe, I don't remember, uh, 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 I don't remember exactly, but the point is, Moshe Rabbeinu had true Torah knowledge, and as a result of his unbelievable knowledge of Torah and his such an incredible level with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he was automatically put into check, automatically put into check. He was enough that he that that he was as a result of it the greatest honor that ever existed. And another factor that impute that, that that blocks us from becoming an honor, becoming or being humble. I don't want to become an honor. You need to be humble. Is the association with people that love to flatter you. You know, there are people that are just like to win you over and they hang around you and they just simply give you praises. They praise things that, you know, but they, they over-exaggerate what you do have and they even add things that you don't have. And in times, and the times, and the qualities that he does have are the opposite of the ones that they usually praise him for. And at the end of the day, now you have to understand, we are human beings. And if you hang around these type of people, it really gets to you because... Our mind is weak, and we are so easily seduced when it comes to this. And we're so easily seduced because it's, it's something we want to hear, right? That's why it says you're not supposed to praise someone too much in his presence. It's not healthy. It can really get to your head. So there's no pun intended there, right? But it, it, it's if you constantly hang around people that flatter you and call you so great, and you know we think you're so awesome and so on, it's not healthy. You need to stay away from that. Um, therefore, when you hear things coming from the mouth of someone he trusts, okay, especially a friend of yours, this is what he calls, you know, this is someone you hear from the mouth you trust, they enter your heart like a powerful poison, like a venom from a snake, 
and he falls into the trap of holiness and it, and it becomes spiritually broken. You have to be careful. You have to know when your friends are overdoing it, you have to tell your friends, you know, if they do it, please stop. It's not good. And we've learned, we've seen King Yash, who was a tremendous tzaddik. He performed good deeds all the days his teacher, Yahyada, the Kayin, the Kayin got in, was his Rebbe. But after his Rebbe was Nifter, his servants came, they flattered him, and they exaggerated his praise to the point where it affected him. It got to his head. And then the king took heed to them. It says in, it says it in the Re'ayam, the, the king took heed alone, and he allowed himself to be defiled. And as a result of that, he allowed idolatry into, into to the kingdom. And this was a downfall of, this was a direct downfall or a direct result of flattery. He was over flattery. He got too much flattery. flattery. So now the Ramchal is going to close, right? Close this chapter and this the, the category of humility now. So this is something you could see clearly at all times. These type of these type of uh, instances with kings or people in high positions at whatever level they stumble and become corrupt as a result of the flattery of those who serve him. You know, because then you're you're sort of like obligated when people give you a lot of praise, you feel connected to them. So therefore, the Ramchal says, one who has eyes on his head, meaning that he looks ahead to the future and tries to see the consequences of his actions will take great care and examine very thoroughly the actions of one that he wants to acquire as a friend or a counselor or someone who's in charge of his household. He would take very, very careful examination and think it thoroughly. Who do I want to be involved with? Who's going to be part of my inner circle? Because you want to make sure they're not going to you know, um, influence you to do other things. Um, and just like you would be so careful, right, to not take unhealthy food or drink into your body, right? You're very careful not to have poison. If you're allergic to something, you always check the ingredients. Does it have nuts? Does it have this? If you're allergic to something, you're very, very careful. Same thing. Bad friends or bad associations or bad influences, okay, are the, are the spiritual poison. You need to be very careful. Davina Melech said, until him, he very clearly says, in the midst of my house shall not dwell the practitioner of deceit. He had no one who lied in his house, and he always had righteous people in his house who worked for him. His servants were righteous, and they were the right people. They did not influence him. He also said, praiseworthy. He also said, what do you say here? My eyes are upon the faithful of the land, that they dwell with me, the faithful of the land. People who believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he who walks the way of perfect innocence, he shall serve me. So even David and Malchus, no, he didn't trust himself. He was also a tremendous person. He did not want to succumb to temptation and was very careful who worked for him. And in this regard, there's nothing better for a person than to seek out friends of integrity, someone who will open your eyes to things that you're blind. That's what friends are for. Okay, to correct you when you see when they see you do things wrong, when they correct you out of love, okay, and you don't feel intimidated and saving you from evil. This is because whatever person cannot see on his own, because it's very hard for us to see our own our, our own fault, it's very hard for us to see it. So they, but your friends can see it and they're gonna warn you. You know, many times your friends give you advice, your wife gives you advice, your rebbe gives you advice. Think about it, take it to heart, and then they will warn you not to do it. And regarding this. It said, and salvation is an abundant counsel, meaning you'll be saved by counsel, by the advice of others. That's how you see your seat. Thus concludes 
the category of someone who is humble. And we'll start the uh, next chapter on the next podcast called the Yeras Chait, the fear of sin, which, I mean, they just get higher and higher. We're almost at the end. Have a, um, I guess I'll see you in the next podcast. Have a great day.